Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 132 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, and I'm here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How you doing? I'm good. So we're calling this episode Slowing Down to Catch Up, and that's kind of literally what we need to do, I feel like. Do you feel a little frantic this time um, of year and this a week? A little. <laughs> you know what? We put out five episodes last week. We did. Five. So, I'm not yes. sure whose crazy idea that was. Probably I think it mine. was yours. I'm pretty sure all <laughs> of it was yours. It was really great. But like, yeah, and not only, I mean, on top of that, we've got the holiday season. We've got both of our busy lives. It's been crazy. And we have not had a chance just to chat. I know. So this was funny as we're prepping our episodes, as we always do. I said, do you know what I really feel like doing is just having a cup of tea and kind of catching up with each other and catching our listeners up on a bunch of things we haven't even had time to mention and kind of letting new listeners get to know who we are. Like, I feel like not doing a hardcore parenting topic. I feel like just slowing down and catching up. And we were like, all right, sounds good. So we have our tea. Actually, you have a LaCroix. I have a LaCroix. Interestingly, I'm such a tea drinker and I just didn't feel like it. Um, But I do have a coconut LaCroix and I have a warm, fuzzy kitty cat. Oh, that is so cozy. It's so perfect. Um, I have a mug of magnesium tea. Have you ever seen that? Like it's called Calm. It's a magnesium supplement tea. Um, I think a lot of people are into it. I don't have it every day, but I know magnesium is supposed to be really good for you. And it's a fun tea for me when I don't really need tea like super flavorful black tea but just something warm it's like warm lemon water kind of and i'm sitting um with a nice cozy sweater and a scarf and there's a blankie over my legs oh my gosh well that just ups the ante it is kind of chilly here in southern california it is actually pretty unseasonably warm here but it's still you know it's still fall like weather it's like right 48 or something so Right. Um, I also wanted to mention we're going to do a fun. I am going to do a kids segment at the end of this episode. We're trying to do these about once a month now because you guys, surprisingly, people loved when we had our kids on. So if you're a regular listener, uh, we've we've dabbled with this. But now I think we want to try and do it about once a month where we bring one of our kids on and kind of chat about something just briefly at the end. So I'm going to do that. So listen all the way to the end of this episode and you will hear one of my children. Um, So that'll be fun. Uh, But otherwise, yeah, we have just we're just going to chat about a bunch of different things update you guys on a few things and hopefully you feel like this is catching up with friends as well because who doesn't need it this time of year just a little slowdown so maybe it'll inspire people to call a friend and catch up yeah yeah Yeah. seriously um okay so first up i'm going to talk about prep dish prep dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service and the way it works is you sign up Prep Dish sends you an email with a really organized grocery list and then instructions for prepping your meals really all at once for the week ahead. So this is great if you have, say, a slow weekend where you're around, but a busy week coming up. That's when I have loved using Prep Dish. Um, Go to the store. Everything is separated out by category to make the shopping super easy. And then you get it all, you get all the ingredients out and all of your chopping is done once. And it, then it's separated out for the things you'll need later in the week. So when it comes time to cook, you're preparing fresh food that you prepped yourself. Um, but it's all, all the hard work has been done. And then the healthy meals come together in like 10 or 15 minutes because the work is done. So I just, nice. I love the time saving aspect of this. Um, I just checked the first week of December menu and Megan, this is right up your alley. Slow cooker beef in red wine with carrots, celery, and potatoes. Oh my goodness, I want to make that. Right? Go to there. (laughs) So good. So, yeah, Prep Dish is a great way to eat healthy meals that are real foods that you have shopped for and prepared yourself. But just again, doing that work on the front end all at once, you can have your glass of wine, put on some Christmas music, and do all your prep for the week. Yes, call a friend, listen <laughs> call to a, a podcast. <laughs> yep. And then um, then as the, the crazy weeknights progress with all these after-school activities and everything, it just comes together really fast. So um, they have gluten-free, dairy-free, and paleo options. And then when the emails come to you, there's lots of ideas for substituting things if an ingredient doesn't work for your family. Again, you're, you're relatively in control. It's more just somebody taking the think work out of the shopping and prepping so that everything comes right. together super fast. So, um, But we have a special deal for you guys. If you have not tried 
prep dish. It's a free two week trial. Can't beat that. So it's prepdish.com slash the mom hour. And again, that will get you your first two weeks free. So you can see if this type of kind of reshuffling of the dinner prep uh, works for you. And I think it can be a great option for busy families. So I love that. Yeah, that's right. great. Okay, so we're going to slow down. We're going to catch up. And I thought we'd start with a little review of what's been going on with the Mom Hour, this very lovely podcast you are listening to. Because like you said, Megan, at the top of the show, we threw five extra, five episodes total at you last week. <laughs> in so. one week. That's insanity. Um, and there's just been some really fun things happening. And we know everybody listens kind of in a different way, out of order, or you kind of pick and choose. So I thought we could just kind of slow down and talk through what we've been doing and some content that's out there and you guys can go check it out if you have missed it. So um, one thing I wanted to let you know, so today is Tuesday, our normal release day. Once a month, we do an interview episode, and that usually comes out on usually the first Friday of the month. So I'm really excited this coming Friday. I have an interview coming with Alexandra Spitz, whose name you might remember. She owns the New Mom School in Newport Beach, where we hosted our live event in August, Megan. So you got to meet her. Yes, and she was on the show. She w- because well, she was yes. in the stories we pulled out too. Right? Exactly. So you yep. heard her for a couple minutes in that live episode, um, and you heard us talk about her. And we had so much fun planning that event, which we could not have done without her space. And her space is an education center for brand new moms. So they have newborn classes and breastfeeding support and postpartum support and all of that. So she came on the show with me, and we did a really interesting conversation about newborn attachment, um, which is different, Megan, than like capital A, capital P attachment parent which has a lot of just comes with a lot of baggage that label um alex really has a background in educating new moms about what attachment looks like it's not something to feel guilty about or that you're doing wrong or that you could fail at um and so it's actually a really encouraging conversation i think for new moms and we also talked about attachment as kids get older as well um and so yeah because like attachment isn't a parenting style attachment is something babies just do (laughs) yeah no matter what so yeah exactly and i and that was a really important clarification i think for both alex and for me that this is not an attachment parenting podcast episode. This is really understanding kind of the fundamentals of attachment theory and also what that looks like for brand new moms who are home with a new baby. And it's not complicated, guys. It's not something that you have to read a book about. It's it's what you're doing anyway. That's what's so comforting. Um, And so if you have new mom friends, I would love if you guys would kind of send that when you see it pop up this Friday or give a listen yourself if you're, you know, have little ones and new babies. And um, yeah, because I think it will be a great episode for new moms. And that comes out this Friday, December 8th. So since we're taking time to slow down this week, can I share a a funny little story that has to do with attachment? Yeah. I'm pretty sure my cat has an attachment disorder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure she had a difficult kittenhood. Um, and did not properly attach to her mother kitty cat for whatever reason, because she like gets really aggressive if I stop petting her. She's bitten me for stop like not petting her before (laughs) she like right now, like while you, the whole time you were talking, I had to hold my laptop because I'm sitting on my bed. I had to hold it because she was like nuzzling with it so much. And with me at the same time, she almost knocked it off the bed. Sometimes she let, she cuddles so hard. She falls off the bed in the middle of the night because she can't stop like rubbing on me. That's that's so hysterical. If you don't want your baby to grow up doing that, <laughs> learn aggressively about hitting you, yeah, <laughs> aggressively asking for pets when they're you know, uh, but I'm sure humans probably play it out in a different way. But it is kind of a funny little thing around here. We're like, oh, here comes Gia, that the cat is really, with the attachment disorder. That's really so. funny. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. All right. So will <laughs> you we tell, move on? Yeah. Will you tell everybody about the crazy gift guide episodes we did? Yes. Well, they first of all, Sarah, that was one of your genius ideas. Um, and they turned out to be a lot of fun. I know it was a bear for you putting together those gift guides. So blessings on Sarah for doing that. But um, the gift guide episodes, we did three, one with Katie and Sarah. And that's for, was it babies and little kids? Yeah. Like through about age five. Yeah. Okay. And then we did one for Big kids, like teens, like big kids and tweens. Yeah. Um, And then we also did one for teens and adults. Yep. And what was really fun, what I really loved about putting these gift guides together is it forced me to stop and think outside the box of what I would think my kids would want or like what they say they want. And Mm -hmm. I went and talked to a lot of people and I got some great ideas um, that I never would have thought of or maybe even known about. And so it was really fun to hear from other people and then fun to hear from you. And then we compiled those episodes were about what, half hour each, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ended up being about 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they're just chock full of gift ideas. And then there's also now links in our uh, show notes where you can go get all of those things. Yeah. And it's some great stuff. I think um, we've had some really fun feedback from listeners who listened to all three right when they came out. They came out on Cyber Monday. So if you were online shopping, this would have been kind of a fun companion. But it's still only the first week of December. So these links are all still good. Um, (laughs) You don't need to be done. You haven't missed anything. Um, We had so much fun. You and I had a glass of wine while we recorded ours. It was just a different approach. We don't usually talk about products for a whole episode. And these are all things that we've either gotten for our kids before or getting this year or have our eye on um, Um, And it was really fun. So if you miss those or if you were like, why is the mom hour blowing up my podcast feed this week? (laughs) Um, Just think of those as something you can toss on in the background and just maybe, you know, give you some inspiration for your shopping. So that was really fun. It was really, really fun. And again, thank you for putting those links together because I know it was a big job. But yeah, it was big. But now it's there. And I'm just happy to have that resource. Those are the types of thing, Megan, that you and I always think of, like, but we think of them like December 15th. I know. I know we do. You were ahead of the game. That would have been a good idea. You know what else I really liked about um, what else I really liked about the um, about putting these together and our discussion around it. I don't feel like we mentioned a single if there's one, then it's maybe just one or two. No, like gimmicky fad. gifts no i don't feel like any of these were things that kids won't care about in a year or five years like right these were like just good solid toys and books and other things that will be around for a while but they might not be the obvious thing that all the kids are talking about exactly and i think you and i both drew upon our years of holiday parenting to kind of figure out what are the gifts that kids really like to open but also that are going to go the distance and that's a big thing for us so yeah i would totally agree and and i would also add that the the ones that you and I did have a lot of general ideas that aren't necessarily even tied to a product link. So if you're listening to this way in the future, right. it doesn't really matter if that particular product has whatever gone away or changed price. They're more it's more just general ideas and inspiration, which I feel like applies right. forever, you know. So Yep. All right. Well, I also wanted to mention that we have an email subscription list, a newsletter, if you will, for the mom hour. And For the most part, it's just been letting you know by email when a new episode is out. And we haven't really taken it to the next level, but we're starting to. And I wanted to mention that so that you guys can sign up. We're not going to send you a ton of emails, but um, a couple of things that we have done recently um, is I realized that it's really hard to remember all of our amazing sponsors and their promo codes. Like, let's say you wanted to check out Prep Dish from this episode and thought, oh, What was the URL? What was the link I needed to go to? And so you can always head to the show notes. We'll always repeat it on the podcast. But we have so many of those going at once that I thought it might be nice to have them in a handy list. So if you had been wanting to check out our sponsors. So I sent to our to our email subscribers just a list of all of our current partner promotions through our sponsors. And it was long, I have to say, because many of our sponsor partners leave those um, deals open for quite a while or indefinitely. And so there's some amazing, we really, we love the brands that we partner with. We pick them because we think you guys will like them. Um, So I'm going to do that about once a month and that way you just have it all there handy. So that was really cool. Um, Yeah. I'm excited about this because you know how much I love email. Yes, yes. And now we get to get email from myself. Right? It is. And you can always reply to these emails. It's just us. So it's not like, it's not coming from any giant service. It's coming from, you know, our email service provider. But when you hit reply, it comes to us. So we love hearing back from you. Um, I know Katie has some great ideas, too, for some content for the newsletter starting in January um, that will be just exclusive. So maybe you and Katie and I will take turns writing about something that we talked about on the podcast. She's got all kinds of great ideas. So basically sign up because we don't know exactly how that's going to play out, but it's going to be more than it has been. And I'm excited about that. Me too. And we'll always take your privacy, you know, seriously and all right. that. Yada, yes. yada, yada. Yes. You I can. feel like we just need to have the disclosure. Yeah. And you we can, you can unsubscribe at any time. It won't hurt our feelings. We know like nope. some people like to get emails like this and other people are really minimal about their inbox. So we don't take it personally, but um, I do think we're going to start sending some stuff that you won't get on the podcast that might be nice. Yeah. Fun. Awesome. All right. Well, what I've lost track of where I'm supposed to be. Oh, I wanted to talk about last week. <laughs> yeah. So we already talked. I've already talked about the three episodes we put out on Cyber Monday. Yeah. Um, but we also, in addition, did our regular Tuesday episode and then a very special Friday episode. So um, <laughs> we did a two part series on holiday entertaining. That was um, episode 130 and 131. I don't know. We've we've had some arguments about, about whether it's 130 or 131. I like the gravitas 
of saying when you say when you say we've had some arguments it's pretty much you arguing with yourself like i <laughs> i have no opinion on this and neither one bothers me <laughs> okay well episode 131 i just like the the ring of that um was about entertaining in general it was kind of like a pep talk like you don't have to have a perfect house you don't have to right. have a huge you know great room you don't have to have martha stewart skills um, to have people over. And I think we redefined entertaining as having people over because yeah. that sounds like a lot less scary. Yeah, open and your so door and was, let them in. Yeah, Open your door and let them in. Call them or text them and that's about it. So we um, so we talked about that in episode 130, which is a little bit more just like kind of setting the stage. And then 131 was much more detail about hosting a big holiday meal. Um, that one was really fun because we got into the nitty gritty of um, getting the meal together, cleanup. We did a lot about cleanup because we partnered with Clorox and we had, we talked about stuff that we hadn't really thought about, like preparing your kit, uh, your fridge for new food that you're bringing in and right. stuff like that. And so it's really like, that one's very nuts and bolts, nitty gritty. And that's 131. And then one, now you're right. 131 is much, it rolls off the tongue a lot better than 131. <laughs> I'm going back with that. Thank you, Sarah, for arguing with me about that. And I'm just here. forcing me. I'm just here for the show. <laughs> forcing me to see it your way. Uh, 131 was um, very detailed and 130 is a little more big picture. So the two went together really nicely as kind of a part one and part two. So we did those last Tuesday and Friday. Yeah. So those are also waiting for you. They are. Um, And there's a bunch of detail in the show notes for 131 too about like doing things like sanitizing your cutting boards and how to clean your trash can area. Things that I shared, I feel pretty inequipped. I just don't have good (laughs) habits around that and was never really trained. So we have got some really handy tutorials on the show notes for 131. So go check those out as well. Um, Okay, so my last little update for the mom hour was just to let people know if you're a new listener and haven't been around since the ye old days of the archives. I mean, this is I guess our third holiday season podcasting. And every holiday season, we do some holiday content. And so um, I'm going to throw together a quick page at themomhour.com. And I'll link to it in the show notes for this episode that just has all of our holiday episodes in one place. You can also search, of course. Um, But we've done stuff about how we talk to our kids about Santa, whether we do Elf on the Shelf. We've talked about, we've taken listener questions about the holidays. We did that last year. And that was really fun where people asked us about like their in-law troubles at the holidays and where to spend Christmas Eve and Christmas Day if you have both families in town. So we've really done a lot of holiday content. We also remember when we did, we read aloud those essays. That was really fun. Yes. Someone oh, that just, was so fun. Yeah. Someone just commented on our Facebook page that they w- went back and listened to those and they commented on one that I had done. So people are still going back and finding that those. That was what, like two years ago, right? Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah. And what we did, we released five. We, see, we were crazy then too. We released five mini episodes where we read aloud some writing that we'd done about Christmas time and the holidays since you and I both have the writing blog background. So I will put all of these in one place for you guys. I'll link that page up on the show notes. And then again, I would love if you have somebody that you've been trying to get into podcast listening or a friend you think would love the show, maybe that's the page to send them and you can just sort of get into the holiday content that we've done because there's a lot of it and a lot of it's great. And you and I are always like, oh, we don't want to repeat ourselves, but we don't want people to miss out on that stuff either. So I'll put it all in one place um, and then it will be there for your Holiday listening ears. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, should we move on to what's going on with us personally? Yeah. Let's catch up a little bit. How's your LaCroix? Okay. You still have some? Oh, it's delicious. I still have about a half can. So you I don't that know. Over there? Uh, yeah, I did. I don't know how I feel about the coconut because I'm not a huge coconut person. Me? Anyway. I hate coconut. Yeah. But you like the LaCroix? I love coconut LaCroix. Okay. I think someone handed me one recently and I was like, I'm just going to drink it because I love LaCroix and it was fine. Like it wasn't coconutty. Um, but I have to say I was at Target yesterday and Target is the only place around here that carries the skinny cans that have the yeah. like more elite flavors. I don't know why I, they're elite. I'm not even as into those anymore for some reason. They're, they they read as a little sweeter. Even oh, though it's silly Because they're there's no sugar or sweetener, no, but, yeah. um, but I've kind of gone back to the basics. Well, I had to habits. mostly because I'm never anywhere that has those, but I was yesterday right. and I got the blackberry cucumber, which is my favorite. Oh, that one is really good. Yeah. That one is really good. And then I tried man. apricot over this holiday, the Thanksgiving holiday, mm-hmm. which oh, I did I love not. That. that one's delicious. It's so good. And again, I did not think I would like an apricot. So right now my go-tos are apricot and I always like um, grapefruit. Grapefruit is my, another Do you know what's funny? Thing. I say apricot. Oh, all right. Well, now we have to another, have another fight. 
<laughs> I don't feel strong about that. We're just always fighting, aren't we? Um, I have not. So I first and first and last time I ever had apricot was at a retreat I hosted a few years ago. Um, like I kind of came in to be the guest okay. guess, like, facilitator. Mm-hmm. And they had a few cases of apricot. And I think I drank like one case just on my own. And then I've never seen it again in any store around here. Um, tangerine is another one that's really good, but hard to find. We have just like totally derailed this entire episode talking now, about. Yeah. But now, you know what? That's what this episode's all about. That's what we needed to slow down to make room for detailed conversation about LaCroix flavors. Um, <laughs> yes, we did. Also, for um, the so record. If anybody knows where yeah. to find apricot slash apricot in the Southwest Michigan area, please let me know. Okay. I know they have it in Denver. I first tried it at my sister's house and then we had it again over Thanksgiving. Um, Oh, I I had another LaCroix comment, but I, Oh, for the record, I did not drink LaCroix until for, until a year ago when you were coming out to see me and I was like, well, I have to buy LaCroix for Megan. And then we kind of (laughs) forgot to drink it and it was in my fridge and I started drinking it. So you, you converted me. I'm not a big, I'm not a big bubbly beverage person. Like I don't like super, I've not, I've never been a soda drinker and I don't, usually like carbonation but there's something magical there really is i know it's not a it's not a huge fad for nothing so no okay (laughs) this episode was not sponsored by not at all the lacroix was not even (laughs) on my outline we have derailed okay so my first little personal update is just totally to brag about the fact that i am on my gift buying game this holiday season now you guys remember i like to start planning for the holidays very early and I like make a lot of lists but then I do this weird thing where the planning feels like I've gotten a lot done and I don't always continue with that same energy on the buying and especially the buying and the wrapping for the gifts that we have to ship because if you're shipping gifts you know you want to do it by early December and I always have this kind of loose goal of the first week of December to have um, the gifts for our um, my relatives in Connecticut Brian's family kind of out the door and at the UPS store and shipped but it's never really the first week of December I kind of say it'll be and then it's around like the 9th or the 10th and that's about as late as you can go without paying a lot extra for shipping. Well, I shipped my Connecticut box yesterday, which in real life was November 30th. <gasps> Out the door. Connecticut gone. So I'm just really proud I of myself. I am applauding you. And that That's means great. wrapped with gift tags. Like the wrapping trips me up. And I've talked about this before because Brian is the main gift wrapper. And so I might buy a lot of stuff. But then lo and behold, it's like December 5th and it's still in a bunch of Amazon boxes. And even though I've been, quote unquote, ahead I still scramble. And that's the frustrating part because I am a planner and I do get ahead and yet I still find myself scrambling. So this year I'm really on my game. Um, I think we really should be done done in the next few days of shopping and wrapping. So amazing. That is amazing. Thanks. Well, I have to admit that I am not on my game this year. But that's okay. There are part years of that, that reason too. is because um, it's birthday season in my house. Mm, so mm-hmm. If people have listened for a while might know that um, all four of my sons have their birthdays between the end of uh, end of September, September 24th and December 6th. So there's four birthdays in a matter of basically like two months and a few extra days. Plus Thanksgiving um, and Christmas. Months. I mean, plus, plus Halloween Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving. And Halloween. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And um, I always underestimate the expense involved. I get tripped up because like. The kids aren't, especially the ones whose birthdays are a little bit closer to Christmas, can't really decide whether they want to ask for something for their birthday yeah. or their Christmas. And then they kind of just do like, they'll do a birthday or a Christmas list, which is dangerous for me because then I find myself buying, over buying for birthday. And usually we keep birthdays pretty low key. So right. anyway, it really throws off. I, I actually just put this like two and two together, you know, last year or something like, why is it that I'm never in the mood to shop for um, Christmas presents? Because I really love buying yeah. Christmas presents. Why do I never get around to that until like mid-December? And it's because I'm still recovering yes. <laughs> from birthdays. Yeah. So Owen's birthday, he's actually having his friend party today. His birthday um, is coming up next week. And then I feel like I'll move into yeah. gift. Now, I don't have to have a lot shipped. The only stuff I generally have shipped will be the stuff that I buy on like online. And generally that's Amazon. But mm-hmm. I, I might buy a few things, um, a few things here and there off of our off of our gift list that's not Amazon. So I need to get on those things. But mostly I just do most of my shopping locally. So that kind of takes the um, a little bit of the pressure off while adding more pressure on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and it soon. Yeah. And it makes sense that the birthday, I mean, the birthdays are going to happen every year. So it just is a little different 
uh, rhythm to the season. Yeah. But, yeah. Turns out they just keep happening. Yeah, they, they just keep having it. So how old did everybody turn this year? Is that like a hard oh, question? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot like that, huh? No. <laughs> this is an e- so this is an even... Uh, one blessing is that they're all either odds or evens. Okay. So Jacob is now 20. Okay. Isaac is 18. William is 14. And Owen is about to turn 12. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. And then Claire um, is eight, but she'll be nine. She's the one who, like, midway through the year will switch. That always throws me off. Then, but. then there's an odd number, darn it. Exactly. Um, awesome. Okay, well, I wanted to share of a uh, really fun concert that I am going to. Uh, it would be this coming weekend, if you're listening to this. Um, and if you've been listening forever, you've heard me talk about the Lower Lights. They're kind of like a, I call it like a jam band hymnal and gospel <laughs> revival group. They're all independent musicians who have their own careers and albums, but they come together at Christmas and a few other times a year to do big renditions of kind of classic hymns and gospel style singing, singing and music. So when they're on stage, there's like 20 people on stage, um, like eight part harmonies, like amazing. And, um, my friend Sarah Sample, who's a musician, is in the group. And when I say in the group, like I said, most of the year these people are independent musicians and then they come together. And um, the Lower Lights are on Spotify and Pandora. You can look them up. I love the Christmas music. But they have these concerts in Salt Lake City every year and they sell out in like September for the most part. I mean, I think there's a few seats, but the the ticket frenzy starts really early. And so I've never mm-hmm. been and we don't, you know, tend to travel to Salt Lake at Christmas time. I mean, it would be for this. And so this year I got on top of it. Um, Sarah got us tickets. And so Brian and I are flying to Salt Lake on Saturday. We leave really early in the morning. We'll have lunch with my, she's one of my closest friends from growing up. And then we'll see the concert that night and come home Sunday. And I am so excited. Like every, if you look at the videos of the concerts and stuff, it's like people standing up in their seats, like just, I mean, it's almost like a sing along. And that's like my kind of Christmas music. You know that The Lower Lights is one of the only albums I own on <laughs> iTunes because you gave it to me for Christmas like three or four years ago. And I, I don't know. ever use iTunes except for that. So the great thing is, you know, when you get in your car and you like hook your phone up. Yes, to it the plays Bluetooth automatically. And it starts playing automatically. It's many times um, Lower Lights or it's just like some random Garth Brooks song. That's really funny. I don't know why. Like, I think because Garth Brooks wasn't on any streaming for a long time. So yeah. that might have been like the other album yeah. that I got. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just those two. That's and funny. They get played in my car a lot. Um, yeah. So that's really fun. Well, sort of performance oriented, I guess, or on the same note. Um, I am in a production of Miracle on 34th Street Aww. in my little hometown theater. And the really fun part is not only is William in the play with me. Um, but my niece Ruby, uh, plays my daughter. So I'm playing Doris, who is the woman who's, she works at Macy's. She's the mom. She works at Macy's. She's like kind of, she's, you know, of course it's very dated. So she's a bitter divorcee because this was written like in the (laughs) forties or something. She doesn't believe in love anymore. And she's, um, and she also doesn't want her daughter to believe in Santa Claus. So that's kind of the driving force behind the story. And Ruby is my daughter, Susan and my friend Joel's playing the love interest. And then, um, and there is no love interest there, just so you know, because everybody <laughs> keeps asking me. And he's my buddy. And then um, there's also uh, Jack, my nephew, is also okay. in. And he and William have smaller parts. But it's been really fun. And Clara actually went to the auditions. And I totally thought she was going to be great at the audition because she's very sassy and, like, outgoing. And she totally balked. Oh, so interesting. She wouldn't do it. And then the fact that her cousin got the lead, I think she just was she was like nope she said i didn't sign up for this so she goes with me to rehearsals and stuff but isn't actually in it so that's kind of a bummer but yeah next time yeah <laughs> so no that makes sense yeah. um that's so really- i'm heading into tech week right now which means life will be kind of crazy for about a week it will all the more reason yeah. to slow down and that's do right. this episode um well i do you ever have dreams about performing like do you have performing stress dreams i we've probably all talked about this the time yeah all the time uh, yeah, and I still do, and I haven't danced at all, let alone professionally performed in I don't know fifteen, almost fifteen years, twelve years. Um, and I had the funniest dream the other night that I'll just share it real quick because any former ballet dancers or performers, I'm sure you can relate, and I'm sure yours are kind of similar. But in the dream, I was performing in a Nutcracker. I was doing Spanish, and I usually the dream is that I can't remember the choreography. That all of a sudden we're together, and it's like time, and I realize like I haven't been to rehearsal in forever, or like this is something I performed years ago but that was not the case this time this time we had a like a brush up rehearsal and I was good on the choreography it was easy and I realized I needed black point shoes 
and I had no point shoes in my bag, let alone black ones. And I had to go to like different stores. And finally, I realized I don't think I'm going to have them. And I had to go back and tell the choreographer. And anyway, so I just thought what that happened? was really funny that I would still be having Nutcracker stress dreams. A good. But like a totally new kind of anxiety dream. Yeah. Was it in the end? Did it not really matter? It was okay in the end. Like I went back and I told him and he's like, you know what? This first weekend or this first night of shows isn't that big a deal. Like maybe we'll have because I think it was like a quartet. There were four of us. And he's like, well, maybe you guys can all wear soft shoes for this run through. And he was like nice about See, it. But isn't that funny? Maybe you learned something. Yeah. From that, okay. like, not but, to worry about like, the details. Of all the things that, like, I stress about with work and kids, and right. isn't well, it funny that I still that. have Nutcracker stress dreams? Mine yeah. are always, um, mine are always either a play that I can, and, and often, sometimes it's that I don't remember my lines, and sometimes it's that I can't find a costume piece, or, like, yes. I need to get dressed, and I, yes. I can't find the stage, the stage is always weird, and I can't find <laughs> the right stage door, but I also have dreams where I found out that I never graduated high school, and I have to go back. I have those dreams a lot, too. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think my mom has those dreams. I don't have the school ones as much. Like the ones where you show up and it's the final and you yeah. didn't, like you've never been to class and stuff. Minor. Well, I also I have to share this is kind of funny. So this um, rehearsal period has or process has been really laid back. There's a lot of kids in the show and we've only had a couple of rehearsals a week. And so it's just been really um, just really easy going, which has been great because I really don't have room in my life for anything more intense. But I did get to the first like off book rehearsal and realized absolutely no way could I do it off book. I mean, it was, oh, okay. which means you don't have your script in your hand. Okay. I, you weren't no ready. Way. Like yeah. not only was I not ready, there was entire scenes. I didn't know even what was going on. Like, so I actually kind of lived out my dream did. that I got up on stage and had to keep going line, line, <laughs> line. And then finally I'm like, I'm just going to get my book. This is dumb. Um, so it wasn't in front of an audience, but still like for me, that's mortifying. Yeah. I just want to be more prepared than that. Yeah. And it was like, oh no. That's really funny. Oh, so I lived it out and I didn't yeah. die. And you it survived. Okay. Yeah. I, I survived. have the cost. I have the getting the costume. Can't find costume pieces all the time too. It's so, oh, funny. so funny. Um, okay. Well, we're going to take a break in a minute, but before we do that, will you update everybody on your um, course that you're teaching? Yeah. Okay. So I just wrapped up my first Mothers of Reinvention course and that was the foundations class. That was great. There was about 40 people in it and it was really kind kind of aimed at um, kind of building a foundation for creating room in your life for things that you want to do as opposed to all the have to do. So we did like time logs and we did assignments that um, helped people prioritize what it is they want to do. And now I'm going to be teaching a follow-up class called Dream Seekers. Um, you don't have had, you don't have to have done the foundations class to do Dream okay. Seekers, but it's definitely more intensive. It's more aimed at people who Maybe want to make a career change, start a business, um, start freelance writing, uh, get a podcast off the ground. Just like if you have a creative or professional goal that you need some help kind of um, getting moving in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, Dream Seekers is totally for you. And the great thing about it, too, is it's not just a class, um, although there's definitely like a a coursework aspect to it, but there's a coaching element as well. So you'll um, you'll end up getting one to one coaching with me and also group um, coaching like on a conference call and then we record the group one so you have access to those later and you can listen to them and kind of learn from everybody's learn from the advice that everybody gets but those are great these are really great like little um, intensive workshop style classes that you can really take an idea just just like a nugget of an idea and figure out exactly how you want to approach it and if yeah. you're kind of in that early stage where it's still just a nugget that's okay if you're a little further down the road and you've got the idea but need to build some accountability and structure around it it's great for that as well so we'll have um i am offering payment plans so if this is not a great time of year for you to be signing up for a class i get yeah. it um you can save your spot by putting down a third of the class fee with okay. um as a deposit and then pay the rest um, in two more installments or you can pay half or you can pay the whole thing. So I am offering a 20% discount. Um, then I'm going to have a link just for mom, just for the mom, our listeners. Nice. And so we'll have a link in the sidebar for that. I and mean, I guess we can also put the link in the show notes. Yeah, we'll do both. Yeah, so just go to the momhour.com, scroll down the um, sidebar and you'll see, you'll see the sign up link right there. And it's called, it's called Dream, Dream Seekers. Seekers. I love that. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and talk about care.com. We're welcoming back care.com as the sponsor of this episode. Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. So that's not just sitters. That is housekeepers, dog walkers, senior care, tutors, 
errand runners, which is like a very amazing I need idea. Errand runners, <laughs> right? Um, but so you can find all of this kind of care on care.com, full time, part time, anytime. You can find it, book it, and even pay for it all in one place. Care.com makes it super easy. Um, it's free to join as a basic member. We're going to give you a deal on a premium membership, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But it's just a great start looking for great local caregivers. And Megan, you have tried them out and have some personal have. experience. Yeah, I have. I've actually used them um, for a babysitter for like a regular babysitter um, twice and had great um, great experience both times. And I've just recently started looking using them to try to find a cleaning service because it's really that it's surprisingly difficult to find. Um, I, I prefer to work with um, individuals mm-hmm, me as too. Um, for cleaning for cleaning people. Clean, I, never, I hate the term cleaning lady, um, but it's really difficult to find those locally. And, you know, like you can look at Craigslist, but it's really kind of difficult to get a feel for who that person is. Right. And also on care.com, you can do background checks um, really easily. They make that easy. So I've used it and I've had a really I've had a really good experience with it. I love that you can communicate with the person before you ever meet and they make the communication really simple. Um, and it just the fact that they've gone that extra step to sign up for care.com. I like that as well. I think that says something about yeah. their professionalism. So yeah, I've had really good experience there and it's really easy to use. Um, I had a premium membership for a while and that was super helpful when I wanted to start, you know, contacting people and right. asking them for rates and things like that. And yeah. it also makes it kind of makes that rate conversation easier because it kind of, it can happen right in that interface. Yes. You don't have to have like an awkward phone conversation with a 20 year old who doesn't know how to tell you how much she charges. Yes. We've talked about that <laughs> before. About yeah. That. It really, it yeah. sort of provides a professional in infrastructure around exactly. something that can be otherwise like a little, like just fumbling around. Yeah, um, and exactly. you live in a pretty small area. So I, I think it's awesome that there's, there's people in all different areas that you can find on there and yeah, yeah. finding uh, cleaning service is a great tip. So if you want to save 30% off a care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash mom hour when you subscribe. So that's care.com slash mom hour, and that will save you 30%. So thanks to care.com. Thanks. All right. So I thought we'd spend the next few minutes kind of um, slowing down to catch everybody up on the Life Listened podcast network, which is... Oh, my is... goodness. That, how are we going to slow down and still cover it all without, you know, taking like till tomorrow? I so don't feel like happening. it's been very slow. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we, have exactly. not, we have not been moving slow on Life Listened. Um, so if you're not familiar, um, obviously the Mom Hour has been around for... Or over two and a half years now, but it's always been Megan. It was Megan's vision. And then she roped me in to have a family of shows that all have kind of the same general feel, you know, conversational, encouraging, but on different topics with different personalities. And so that was like a dream for a long time. Then it was like a baby reality for a kind of long time. And then it's well, I of- mean, I kind of tried a few things out and yeah. And it was fun and I've, and we've done some great stuff. And then, you know, I think what really happened this year is we decided to get our, our poop in a group and <laughs> that saying is so funny. And you really stepped up and took the role of project manager and overseeing all those details. And As I, I kind of got out of the way because I think I used to host, I used to co-host like every show on the network. And then I was like, that's crazy. I can't do that. So the, one of the nice things about that is we've made space to bring in new voices. And then I think that's awesome and been really fun. It's been really fun. Um, so I wanted to just, if you are not... Not familiar. You've heard us mention this, but you haven't had time to check out the shows. I just want to give them each a shout out. So right now, um, we have Crunchy Cocktail Hour airs on Fridays. Um, it's about t- uh, eight or nine episodes in, and it is sort of healthy, natural living hosted by two moms. One is super crunchy, like does everything organic and natural. And the other we call her crunchy curious because she's kind of into it, but a little skeptical. So it's a really fun conversation about everything from like alternative uses for breast milk to, yep. you know, natural ways to get more sleep and everything like that. So they're really fun, funny. They have a cocktail with every episode and a cocktail recipe. So if you haven't checked that one out, definitely do. Then we have Selfie, which is uh, hosted by Kristen Howerton and Sarah James, who are both longtime bloggers that you probably already follow online. And Selfie is basically about self-care and self-discovery. And so that also launched in October. Um, And then we have Why Partisan, which is a really cool political podcast hosted by Kristen Howerton again and her friend Paul Martin. And they come from opposite sides of the political 
aisle spectrum. Yeah. And they I love the way they structure their show. So every it's every Monday, but every other week is sort of digesting the most recent news. And they have a very respectful, intelligent conversation that there's no fighting, there's no extremism. Um, and so they kind of deal with current events. And then on the in-between Mondays, they'll go deeper on a more evergreen topic. So if you want to stay up on the political news and hear two smart people who maybe don't agree on everything but can speak to each other nicely, go figure. Um, that is a great <laughs> one. And that's why partisan. And then we um, we have the Make Light show with Karen Walrand, which hopefully you guys caught. And that one releases in seasons. So Karen did season one that was, I think, was it 13 episodes, Megan? I think so. I believe it was, yeah, 12 or 13. Yeah, it was 13. It was 13. 13. And Karen interviews amazing people from all different disciplines. A lot of them are artists and creatives and entrepreneurs and just does really cool interviews. And Make Light is coming back soon. So check your, for season two. So it was on a little hiatus and is coming back. So check your podcast feed for that. Make Light comes out on Monday as well. And then I, I know you guys have heard us talk about the home hour because that one has been going now since April, which is our longest running kind of official relaunch in the network. And so the home hour um, airs on Thursdays and Kirsten and Graham kind of alternate between interviews with all kinds of experts on food and entertaining and DIY and design. And then every other episode, it's the two of them talking about something home and gracious living related. So that like that sounds legit, Megan. Now oh, my goodness. Over. It's so it's so legit. And I, I just want to take a moment here to give us a little pat on the back, which I mean, I don't want to like toot our own horns too hard. But this was something that was a long time coming. And I, I always love when I talk to um, entrepreneurs or people who really have an idea for something they want to do that's entrepreneurish. Mm -hmm. And they get this idea that other people pull their stuff together and make it happen really quickly. And what I see when I look back over every major success that I've had in this space, it's always been something that's percolated for like years. Mm -hmm. And so this is something I've been thinking about since 2012. Wow. Um, I That's when I launched The Kitchen Hour, which was my first podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure I bought the domain for lifelisten.com like in 2013. It was very soon after mm -hmm. because I saw, I just had this idea that there was a space for, um, for, you know, podcasts that could come together that kind of shared something. And I didn't even know what that something yeah. was, but mm -hmm. it was like, there was something shared across all the podcasts. And then it took us what another three years yeah. to even really get serious about talking about it. I think it was like late 2016 yeah. when we finally sat down and we're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> what are we going to do with this idea? And then in 2017, you really took the ball and ran with it and made it happen. And I just think like, it's, it's, um, it just speaks to like the idea that if you, don't give up on something and let it kind of happen when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. But then when the timing is right, put a whole bunch of hard work into it. Yeah. It can happen. And yeah. yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's cool that we're like, we are an, a woman owned tech company, which is weird. Cause I don't consider myself that, that technologically. I know advanced, you said this but... the other day and I was like, Oh my gosh, we are like, we were yes. a female owned technology company. Yes, I own a I, Yeah. It's crazy. It's bizarre and, and awesome and I think that it's so great and it's been so fun partnering with you I think it was like a what a year ago when we yeah we went to Denver exactly a year ago so. and signed our paperwork became, yeah. becoming a, a partnership and all that and I think that it's just been really fun to watch it grow six shows in one year I mean the the time that's gone into it I think yeah. there are things there's some growing pains there are things we didn't know would be issues uh -huh. there, there were things about our original model that were now like oh how naive we were yeah. <laughs> like, remember when we thought that would work like but that's yes. oh that's part of it I think anyone who's launched a business or been a part of a growing business knows that um and that's not going to yeah. go away either but we know it's not we're going to keep in and I think it was like last year you said something like I feel like we just need to break some things yeah like we just need well, to get in there and start doing something and have some things break and that was a little scary because everything I felt like we'd done up till then had been pretty safe yeah. You know, like, yeah, we hadn't really innovated that hard and blogging. No, and, and we had and... the successful podcast of the mom hour. And so it's tempting to be like, well, we know how to do this. Let's just do this six times. But that's not right. first of all, that's not really possible. And second of all, it probably wasn't the best business model anyway. So we really have had to like go into uncharted territory using a model that, you know, we we know a lot about podcasting and I think we've built a successful show, but it's different. A network is different yeah. than just copycatting a show it is it's yeah. very different and we've run into issues like like audio things we couldn't have known about then and and just different things that we're working through like we're working really hard to get them resolved so i think it's been great and we're not we don't have mbas either like that's the <laughs> no. thing i think is so kind of cool it's like 
we don't have business backgrounds. I'm a creative um, and your work background was like in project management. And yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the, those things go together nicely. They dovetail nicely, but, but it's not like we understand, you know, putting together a financial model. We don't. Or something. We if don't, anyone wants don't. to help us with that, we're Please. real open to your help. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, that was just a little detour to say like, yay us. And I'm thank you. I'm so thankful to our listeners who've kind of gone along for the ride and listened to things that maybe were a little outside of their usual interest. And I know not everything in the and the network's going to be for everybody and that's yeah. totally okay. Oh, I'm um, so yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that cuz we have had a couple of people say, "You know, I love your show, but I'm not I'm not sure I'm going to be so into that one." And we're like, "Well, you don't obviously." Have to apologize for like, that, right? No, it's, you don't. That's like totally fine. <laughs> part of part of having this kind of family of shows is that there's a, a variety of topics. So we don't expect and you don't have to feel like you have to listen to all of them because there is an audience for each of these shows. And if it were exactly the same audience as the Mom Hour, then we'd be basically creating competitors for ourselves in right. the end. Ooh, that like would that would silly. Yeah. That, so um, dabble, try them out. If you if you run across one that you think someone else would like, that's a huge favor to us to say, hey, I think you'd yes. like this show. Um, so but yeah, we don't expect that all of our listeners will listen to all of these shows, because first of all, that's a lot of content in your ears. You may not even right. have that much time. Right. Um, well, I want to give a specific life listened shout out to Katie. You guys know Katie. She comes on the Mom Hour. She's been working with us for about a year. Um, but about six months ago, I really handed her the reins to the social media accounts for Life Listened. Uh, the social media accounts for the Mom Hour, we all do, mostly me. Um, but but the Life Listened, I'm, I was realizing, okay, we need an Instagram. We need a Facebook. We need a Twitter. I am already doing way too much. And so Katie has just, she threw herself into um, really learning strategic social media, mastering some tools that she hadn't used and growing those followings. And I want to say we have about 600 Instagram followers. She does a great job with Instagram. I would love as a personal favor, if you're not following Life Listened on Instagram, um, go and follow us and support us there. Um, Facebook, again, just a place to catch up with all the shows and you know see what's coming out each day throughout the week. So big shout out to Katie. I literally did not have time for any social media that was specific to the network. And most of our shows have their own social media as well. So if you find one of our shows and you like it, go follow them everywhere. Um, but the Life Listened accounts are really for the people who want to stay on top of everything that we're doing. And Katie also shares stuff that's kind of specific to the podcasting industry sometimes. So we have a lot oh, of followers cool. who are fellow podcasters, um, which is really that that community aspect is really fun. So that major really props fun. to Katie. Major props. She's awesome. And, and I know people really love her um, segments that they keep us young. Yes. Because <laughs> when she's on the show with us as well, because, you know, she's in a different place of parenting and, and uh, frankly, a place that sometimes I forget what yeah. that was like. So that's also been really valuable. So I love that she just kind of jumped in and did whatever we asked of her. Yep. Um, and she's been great. Great asset. So thanks yes. to Katie. Yay. Well, I'm also really excited that you and I are going to see each other soon. Yes. So the next like little step coming up for Life Listened is that Sarah and I are getting together in January. We're going to meet uh, in Phoenix because the flights were cheap and, yep. and it's warm for you <laughs> yep, and it's warm. So we're going to hole up for a couple of days and we're just going to figure out what's next. Like, are yeah. we going to keep adding more shows? I think we will in some capacity, but we don't know exactly how that's going to look right now. And what other things might we be able to offer you as listeners that we're not right now? And how yeah. can we kind of keep innovating and, and not get too, I don't know, complacent because yeah. suddenly people are just listening to podcasts and we don't have to work quite as hard to find people as we used to. Right. So that's like, it would be easy for us to kind of, you know, rest, but we won't because that's not our style. Right. So we're no, going to keep on, we're going to keep on keeping on. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. Phoenix ended up being perfect. And you guys know I lived there for 10 years, um, but I might not really... I mean, just we're just going to hole up and I'll, I'll know the good restaurants we can go out to dinner. But we did a retreat. <laughs> we also in, might just have like takeout or yeah, whatever. Exactly. Like room service. Um, so that'll be fun to plan. It's beautiful in January there. And I feel like since we did our retreat in Denver a year ago, I feel like we'll even be more productive. There's just so much. We just know so much more than last year. We do. So yep. I feel like we'll get right down to it. So it'll be fun. Um, okay, well, we're almost kind of going to wrap up, but I wanted to take a chance to just give some love to new listeners because I know we have, a, I, I can always tell when I look at our metrics that kind of had an influx of new listeners lately. Um, and sometimes I feel bad, like people are coming in midstream, but that's how podcasting works. And actually somebody just emailed us and said, I always listen to the, the few most recent episodes. And then if I like a podcast, I go back to the beginning and people still tell us that. And now yes. we are, this is episode 132 and that doesn't count our interview show. So like 150 plus episodes. 
So anyone who binges that, I'm super impressed with. Um, but just I just like to welcome new listeners. Hopefully, if you made it this far in an episode like this, which is just us chatting, then chances are you like our style. Um, you can always send us an email, and we we love hearing from listeners. You're not bothering us. We write back. Um, it's hello at themomhour.com. We love hearing your topic requests, um, yeah. and you can do that. I, I like that by email. Um, there's also a fun little link in our sidebar at themomhour.com where you can record your voice asking a question, um, and we love those as well. Um, and then just, yeah, in the search bar on our website, search for the topics that you're curious about and see what comes up in the archives. Cause we've covered a lot, but we haven't covered everything. So, right. um, see what, and then if you do like our show, we appreciate when you leave a review. So that really helps do. us so much. I just, um, read the most it really, really ones. helps. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. That's all I got. That's um, all you got. Well, I think that, you know, this is a very full episode. We covered a lot of ground. I know we always tell people to check out the show notes, but I think we really mean it this time because yeah. I feel like there are so many links and things like finding all the different shows, yep. checking out our sponsors, um, like all the different things we talked Signing about. Signing up for the be, email list. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the email list. Like that will make that really easy there. So yeah, definitely check out the show notes for episode 132. <laughs> You could just throw some like extra syllables in there almost. Like, 100. Well, I had to say it with that really booming voice. 132. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay. Yes. And stay with us because you're going to hear a little kid segment with me and one of my kiddos to close out the show. And we will be back next Tuesday. We won't have any. Oh, no. We do have an episode this Friday. That's me and Alex Spitz. I lied. <laughs> That's one of our voices. You don't interviews. get a break from us. Yeah. But then next week, you'll just have one episode oh, so wah, you can wah. get all caught up. All right, you guys, this has been really fun. Um, thanks, everybody. And we will be back with you soon. Hey, guys, it's Sarah, and I'm back here with two of my kids. What's your name? Reed. And Reed, how old are you? Seven. Awesome. And I'm also here with Allegra, who's been on the podcast before. Hi, Allegra. Hi. How old are you? Nine. Okay, so they are nine and a half and seven and a half. And I told them that this episode was sort of a chance for Megan and me to slow down, catch up, kind of talk about what's going on. So I thought I would ask the kids about what it's like as a kid when you feel like you need to slow down. So do you guys ever feel like your schedule is just too busy and you have too many things that you have to do? Allegra, uh, actually, Reed, I'll ask you first. Do you ever feel like that? Like it's just too busy? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. So if you felt like that, like if it was a day that we had Taekwondo and you had school and I told you you had to do a chore, what would you wish to be doing? Like what would be the most relaxing thing you could think of doing? I would wish to be just staying and lying down and reading a book. Oh, that's a really good way to relax. And do you feel like sometimes on the weekends you get to relax like that? Yeah. Okay, that's good. And Allegra, how about you? How, what's the most relaxing thing you can think of to sort of slow down if you've been too busy? I like either drawing or reading, like Reed said. Oh, yeah. She's a big drawer. She will go up to her room and use art as a way to slow down. So, okay, do you guys feel that busyness a lot, like every day or just once in a while? What do you think, Reed? I think just once in a while, like when we have a lot of activities and school, I just feel like I need to slow down. Yeah, I totally understand. I think moms feel like that too. What about you, Allegra? So I'm kind of what Reed said, when we have a lot of activities in school and then chores and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, in our family, we try to have room to slow down quite a bit. Okay, so I have one more question. Allegra, I'll start with you. What do you think most grown-ups do when they're stressed out and they need to slow down and chill out for a while? What do you think grown-ups like to do? Um, drink wine. That is one thing that they like to do. What else? Play with their kids. I, I don't think that is the most relaxing thing. I don't think most of our listeners would think that's super relaxing, but it's definitely fun. Reed, how do you think grown-ups kind of slow down? Like maybe getting some rest and just kind of maybe doing chores. Okay, so drinking wine doing chores and playing with their kids. So pretty much what grown-ups do anyway. Good times. Did you have something else, Allegra? Yeah. Also, they could take a nap. 
that would be really nice if they could do that. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap up. Do you want to say happy holidays to our Mom Hour listeners? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>